0: So the purpose behind taping this gathering is there's so many people who can't be here during this time or maybe don't feel comfortable coming to these kinds of things but want to kind of engage in some kind of way with it. This gives them a chance to kind of tune in and participate and to see just what it is. You know, it's kind of this obscure idea of like what the heck do you guys get together and do and then if you can listen to it, it's like, oh, okay. Or somebody might, what I've experienced in circles, is somebody's going through something and they speak about that and then the group supports them in speaking about that. Invariably, somebody else is going to resonate with that. And they'll say, oh, well, I'm not alone in this. Somebody else is going through this and I never thought of it that way. And it just, it opens up the way for people to just figure out what the heck to do next or just how to sit with something if that's what you got to do. So, Yeah. So I just wanted to offer a space because I've benefited so many times from some kind of community circle or women's gathering. And just let's, let's see what pops up. <laughs> Yay. And the, the, just the concept also being women and being nurturing spirits. And I've even caught myself doing this. I'd be in a circle and I'm like, okay, let's start our circle and we'll circle up. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to send Reiki into the circle and just heal everybody in the circle. And it's like, no, you know. And, you know, on a day where you show up and you feel kind of flat, you're not there to take from the circle or to feed from somebody. It's just your presence is what creates the circle. That's the power is you just show up. You're not, you know, sending love to anybody, whatever that means, and however people receive, whatever that energy is. Just, just like, be centered within yourself and just show up and be present. And that's when the power happens. That's when it's like, ooh, you know, this is something, because you don't have to give anything and you're not taking anything. You're just present. And if I can move through my life more like that, it's, it's more effortless. You're a vessel. You're not constantly trying to pull something or push something away or... Send love to somebody that annoyed you, and really you just need to look at why you were annoyed. You know, <laughs> they, don't need to, they don't need to shift. Like just yeah. let them be what they are. So on that note, <laughs> hi. And you can say as much or as little as you want to about yourself as we go around. There's no obligation to share. Let's all pass around these little fun things. You can take... In this little brown box, those are kind of word appetizers. There's little words in there or concepts. You could take one or two or ten or however. You can make a sentence, a poem. I don't care. Whatever you want to do, there's plenty of them in there. And then we have cards, too. If you just like to draw cards, you can draw one. And I like to see what kind of shows up, and it's always something that I was working with anyway. So... Uh, yeah, because if you look, then your head gets involved in the process. <laughs> and then we'll just kind of look at what we have. And well, Hi, little beetle. We have a friend. <laughs> we'll look at what we have and open up for each one of us to kind of speak a little bit about what came out. <laughs> I'm already intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh yep whatever whatever you're drawn to whatever sticks to your finger or feels like a good stopping point point. and the deck of cards is it's an abundance you know kind of prosperity mindset deck but I found that they apply to everything because money is just one symbol in that cycle of exchange and I've found like looking at those from time to time helped me get my head wrapped around lots of different things. Are you ready to share? Are you ready to? <laughs> it's like, I don't want to say anything. I'm gonna pick my card. Uh, uh, boom. All right. card keeps coming out every time. I just took this card off of my mirror. It says, I can have money and freedom too. And I just thought I was done with it. I was like, oh, that's been up for a while. I'll put it back in the deck and I'll find another one. And I picked one that was purple because I like purple. And here it is again. So it says on the back, A feeling of being overwhelmed is your indicator that you are denying yourself access to all manner of cooperation that could assist you if you were not disallowing it. As you begin to feel free regarding the expenditure of time and money, doors will open, people will come to assist you, Refreshing and productive ideas will occur to you and circumstances and events will unfold as you change the way you feel. You access the energy that creates worlds. It is there for you ready to access at all times. And my conversation card is sensuality. (laughs) (laughs) Which is kind of interesting because in my 20s, I very much owned my sexuality in every way you could possibly think of. And I gave myself permission to just wear what I wanted, do what I wanted, make money how I pleased. I made no excuses for any choice that I made. I was, it was almost brazen, I would say. And I think that in the navel-gazing era of my 30s, I'm like looking at myself, I'm like, oh, I wanna be respected for the woman I am and I don't want to be thought of as a sex object. And, you know, and of course, you know, the reflection you get back from men when you're showing up in this very sexualized way, they're going to have their response. And so I think in my thirties, I kind of went a little bit too far into like almost into like repressing that part of me because I didn't want to be bothered with, unwanted advances are people not seeing me for a whole woman, which then I ironically became not a whole woman because I I just went too far away from that. So I here recently in the last few years, I'm like, I need to just reclaim that part of me, that my, my inner Veronica, that's what I call her. <laughs> it's like my inner Veronica. Like, okay, I just need to reintegrate that and find a way to where it works, where I'm not like, putting myself out there in a way that I get unwanted interaction, but still whole. And the fact that, you know, that ended up being tied to the issue of abundance was very interesting. Interesting to me. I don't know. Like I've somehow cut myself off from the flow of life by repressing.
1: So I I feel the same thing. Like, the more I stop something, the more life just gets dull. And there's no life and there's no flavor. And I'm like pushing, trying to find the life and the flavor, but I'm still, I'm like pushing everything else down and it's just, it just goes nowhere. And it's not,
2: not fun, not happy. How sad it makes me that you and us and all the women I know, um, I have to repress anything about ourselves to not, uh, you know, to not be ourselves because we don't want to attract unwanted attention or be, not, be, uh, be different than we are because of the reactions we get from others. Mm-hmm. And I think we as women are severely, I'll speak for myself, I am severely entrenched in that, in what others think and how, uh, how I should behave. And I I very much um, grew up in a time when that was absolutely expected of me, to be a certain person, to be a certain way. Um, Very, very, very strict rules about how women should be and women should act. And I'm uh, just seeing them now. And the more I see them and the more I recognize them, the more I want to get rid of them because they're (laughs) very oppressive. And I didn't even know it until recently, and I, now I see how oppressive and difficult they've made my life.
3: In speaking in line with the repression, it's interesting because I don't think about it that much, but I know that I do repress my femininity, my sensuality, and a lot of it... <sighs> I'm gonna blame it on my career. I was in law enforcement for 26 years in a male-dominated career and uh, I moved up the ladder, um, the rung of supervisory ranks. And um, I never wanted to be viewed as, quote unquote, a girl. You know, I didn't, I wanted to compete toe-to-toe on the same level as the men, and I was so obsessed with that, with being respected by not only my colleagues, but my subordinates and superiors, that I went through the whole process of being very sensual when I started, and then slowly, over time, just repressing it, repressing it, repressing it, and I've been retired for uh, a little over five years, and... uh, and I've been with, I'm married to a woman, and I've been with her for 10 years, so it's like, I know we're not talking about sexuality, but in a way, we don't really have much of that anymore, and and here's the really weird thing, I don't miss it. It's like, I'm in a place in my life where, hormonally, I guess, i I don't have that going on, but I know you don't have to... sexually turned on to be sensual and that's that's what I'm trying to find you know just my innate feminine sensuality let that rise back up you know and I I know it's something that I can't force I just have to be mindful of it and I think it'll just happen as long as I'm paying attention to it Um, so Pink is interesting, was one of my, which is feminine for the divine feminine and the high heart chakra is pink. So that's a reminder. (laughs) Yes, so. All right.
0: Anybody else want to talk about what they drew or what's popping up?
1: Oh, it does not matter. Okay, so the, the card on the top of the box uh, says, it comes not by magic, but by universal law. And uh, that made me smile because, and without reading the back, just like looking at the things. I've been, I wrote down today, things I want to manifest. And so I was like, oh, look at that. Not by magic, but universal law. So... <laughs> Yes, 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 which is it's It's pretty awesome. Can you show me the back? If you want to. This is your time. So oh, you my time to out. shine. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> while holding the microphone. Hmm. I have to see. Uh so that that just that just it was like oh okay. It was a reminder that I can relax, things are working out just as they should, and yeah. Uh, and then the cards I picked, I got sunshine, which I absolutely love sunshine. <laughs> Aww, so sweet. And I got empower. And um I am trying to figure out I, I teach dance classes and I'm trying to figure out a new way to, to look at my classes, not a, not just like a, a technique, learn a choreography kind of class, but a way to turn it into a way to empower women, to make them feel their sensuality. <laughs> to feel their sensuality, to feel the, their confidence, to build them up in any way they need. So empower was like, okay, uh, this is, I've got to, Got to work on my empowering skills and shape. Shape. I'm not sure what shape is. Maybe I need to get into shape. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> when you said the word shape, I immediately thought sensual because belly dancing is mm. taking shape. You're shaping. love that shape. Mm-hmm. Something very intentionally, like there's just a very tiny movement, that shape and mm-hmm. nothing else, mm-hmm. so That's the first thing I thought was just the hourglass shape and then these very intricate movements. Nice. That goes right along with empower. And they're the same color, so you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then the second card I got was also very powerful for me because I'm working on the thoughts that run through my head, and I'm working on killing the negative and getting rid of the martyr that runs through my brain. And it says I can pivot from feeling bad to feeling good. So I really am working on letting the martyr go and letting her be free, go over there, because I don't need you anymore. And so it's powerful. You get when you, I I love these cards because I feel like whenever you pick them, it's exactly what you need.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm intrigued by this card um because it says I can pivot under any and all conditions, and I'm intrigued that yours says pivot too. I don't know if this you know within this deck if that's a common theme um, but I had not considered the word pivot and i I'm going to now, because it it's a wonderful um, way for me to think about the changes I'm going through right now. I am um, days away from being a divorced person, mm-hmm. so right now, just just really big changes, and and pivoting is a wonderful way to think about you know how what I've been and what I'll be, and what I'll become. So I'm I'm loving that. And on the back of this card, it says, um, I won't read it, but it talks about um, the fastest path to joy. And 2018 is my year of joy. This is what I'm looking for in joy. And not happiness, particularly, but more of the innate joy that comes from the moment and um, uh, not things that particularly make me happy, but things that make me joyful. And so I'm reclaiming. The joy I once had for myself, and um, so that it's just really cool that that ended up in my hand. Um, but other cards talk say uh, beginning. Well, that's kind of obvious, right? <laughs> so oh, yeah. Yeah. Brand new beginnings for me. It's all changing, and and it's all beginning again, and I'm excited about it. Um, Flight, and I'm not sure what to do with flight, except that um, just as a person I am intrigued with anything that has to do with flight. I like to fly airplanes, I like to learn about flight, I like everything that's flight related is just of of, um, intense interest to me. Um, What that means, (laughs) I don't know, except that it does in fact represent me. and then the third is divine, and maybe you all can help me with that. I'm not sure where divine fits in, what that means, what I am looking for, what that is, so. What kind of, what does it mean to you, like what pops into your head when you hear divine? Um, it, not so much a religious divine, but I, um, um, that it, it has to be a woman. Uh, I don't know why but divine is is very much a woman thing i mean is there such a thing as a divine man i, I don't know it has to be, so there's something tied up in in being a woman that feels divine um and i don't i'm I, i'm gonna i'm gonna have to incubate that one and let that simmer a bit
0: What you were saying about divinity and femininity is, to me, like when I think of the divine, it's the medium in which and through which everything happens. It is the universe as a vessel. And to me, if you have a vessel, you have something feminine. Like it's a mother principle because it it holds. It has capacity to give birth and nurture. And so it's a very feminine concept. Granted, it's not, you know, the universe is not just all. Feminine energy, you need the masculine in there to initiate and all that. But it's, to me, like when I think about the divine, I think about the most foundational, purest form. Like if you break everything down to its, the smallest is the wrong word, but the most original and the purest form of energy of what it is, that's the divine. Because it has no judgment, has no objection. It's just this generative energy that says yes and it's just a matter of how do we tap into that how do we relate to it how do we work with it how do we allow it more so to me it's definitely not a religious thing religion to me is not there's a real disconnect between what I think of as the divine and what religious says is you know father god trying to please him and trying not to burn in hell like I just don't that never made any sense to me. And my father's a pastor. I would, I would just sit there going, "What? Huh? You believe that?" I'm like, "I don't think that's how it is." I was, I was born oriented toward a very particular, you know, feeling. So I would be like, "Something's wrong with me," or "I landed at the wrong house," or something because <laughs> this is not, this is not cool. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I'm, I'm like, "The stork was drunk, or you know, in a bad mood, something." But clearly, you know. I see that wasn't the case, but it yeah, it doesn't feel religious to me at all,
1: divinity. Your flight, um, when I got divorced, it, the, the thinking flight, I was like, I could see it f- from my angle of being flown out of a bad situation and being taken away into something better and free and happy. So for me, flight and with 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 what you said it's just it's perfect it's like oh yeah she's going to be lifted up and out of that and pushed into better
2: that's lovely <laughs> that's cool too. thank you be a flight
1: instructor that would be amazing
3: i'll come and visit <laughs> as soon as um, you said flight i immediately heard in my head you're getting ready to take off so I think you, I can just see you just stepping completely into the truth of who you are which is divine you know we all have divinity within us and you're getting ready to take off and find that Thank you. I, that's that's what I feel um, for me it's interesting, I, I got the physical me is materialized spirit. Um, and it talks about how everything in the physical world is spirit materialized. And it's, it's a good reminder to, to, for me, when something maybe necessarily isn't going well, it's still a part of spirit that's materialized for a specific reason. So, and it kind of goes along with my other card, which is I will praise success wherever I see it. (laughs) Yeah, which this is, I needed this card really badly. It says, when you find yourself critical of the way anyone has attracted or is using money, you are pushing money away from you. And I just had a conversation before I came here. I found out a friend of mine who's um, a realtor, you know, it's tax season, a lot of people are going and getting their taxes done, and she made like $500,000 last year. And I found myself, you know, feeling all those negative emotions, like envy, um, I was critical about, what she did with her money I mean it was very judgmental I'm not proud of it but I was like she works so much she doesn't even she's never home with her family I mean I know her husband complains about it because he works on the sheriff's office and I still talk to people from there and my daughter works there so basically this is saying you know mind your business and pray (laughs) praise success wherever you see it just Praise her. It's, you know, it's not mine to judge. And the physical me is materialized spirit, and that goes for everyone, you know. That's, she's materialized spirit, and there's several other situations that have been going on that I haven't been the most um, praising, so that's a good reminder for me. And uh, the words I got are polarity, commitment, pink, and consciousness. yeah when I look at commitment I immediately think of commitment to myself because I'll start something like I said at the beginning of the year I'm going to start meditating every day and that lasted maybe five days you know the commitment to myself is just not there and um, like I'm committed to babysitting my grandchildren I do that I'm committed to um, part of part of my commitment to myself is just trying to tell myself that it's okay just to be from being retired and everything I just I'm trying not to beat myself up for not do do doing and getting another job and this that and the other because I don't want to get another job I don't want to make more money I have what everything I need but there must be that shadow part of me that's like but if you'd get back in the game the money game the power game you could have all that so I, ha- I have to stay committed to to my um, spiritual growth which doesn't entail trying to make as much money as I can for me because I get derailed sometimes and uh so I don't know. Do you have anything? I wonder if you took pink mm-hmm. and create it would become an adjective for the others. Pink consciousness. Right. Would oh yeah. or pink commitment. Oh, like that- feminine commitment or feminine. Yeah. Does that change anything? It does actually. And, and what's really interesting is I didn't put that together because, because it's what I'm working on, you know? And sometimes when it's so close to us, we don't see it. But, yeah, I totally see that now. I think it does apply. Wow.
2: Sometimes it takes the insight of other women. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, we need each other. Absolutely. I believe that. Yeah. me too. Just another Yeah. I have the Sorry. Thank you.
1: I have the same um, goal. As you is meditating every day, and so far, been I've done really good. I am not good at committing to things like like that. Like I things fall off, like you said. But I find if I don't have time, if I just sit for a minute, even if it's one minute, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this for a minute, and then I'm like, okay, you did it. It wasn't as long as you wanted it to be, but still, it was something. So.
3: didn't do it right, and and you know, that helps me very much. When I think too sometimes,
1: When I set my alarm for 20 minutes to make sure that I, I do get 20 minutes, and then sometimes when the alarm goes off, I'm not ready to stop, and I'm like, okay, it's, it's okay. It can go longer sometimes, and sometimes it's shorter, and...
3: It, it, it just is sometimes what it is. I was going to say that um, just the the practice of committing to trying for, for whatever it feels, if it feels for a minute or if it feels for 23 minutes, it's the right thing for that moment. And that's good for me to hear because sometimes I get locked down in the structure of, well, you're supposed to... Do it for 20 minutes, and if you don't have 20 minutes, then don't do it at all. And that's clearly not the right thing. So that was good for me to hear that you said that. And it's being kind to yourself.
0: Well, and for me too, um, meditation has shifted and evolved with time, just like everything else that I do or engage in. When I first started, I couldn't do it at all. My mind was just too active, and I was all over the place. And It just didn't work. You know, I'd get a few minutes and I'd be like, I'm just not going to be able to do this. And then I finally was able to get to the point where I meditate every day for a half an hour. And that was my thing, like for years. I had a daily practice with journaling and it was awesome. And then I just got to a point where... It just didn't call to me anymore. And I'm like, is there something wrong with me? And then I'm analyzing myself because that's what I do. Like, oh, this is some form of resistance. I'm getting ready to have a breakthrough. Or there's a demon in my house. You know, I'm smudging. There was was nothing wrong. It was just, it's time to take meditation and kind of weave it into everything that I do. Like, it's great to have this half hour time in my day where I'm all like, hmm. But then if I get in my car and I'm, you know, negative thoughts spinning in my head, and road rage, and rushing through my day, what good good is it to have a compartmentalized meditation practice? So for me, it was like, I needed a long time of daily practice to even understand that mind state, and then it was like, okay, it's time to just get off the meditation cushion, and then see if I can center myself in that same way while I'm driving, or or while we're facilitating a meditation, or when I'm on stage, or when I'm talking to somebody who's really angry, if I can just pull myself to like... And so it's kind of been, I still sit and meditate just because I love it, but it's like I'm bringing that more into everything that I'm doing. If I find myself you know, in my, nature, my rushing nature of wanting to be this fast-moving being, and I have to just be like, okay, what am I doing? I have plenty of time, and I come back to my senses because that's what helped me come back into my body and to be mindful of what I'm doing, especially when I'm cooking. I'm like, if I'm cooking, there's no negativity allowed. There's no me thinking about something else. Like, other people are going to eat this, and whatever I'm infusing in it, like, there's a sense of responsibility if I'm cooking. So cooking, I think, was probably one of the—cooking and driving, because, like, if you're in your car and you're in a state, you could hurt somebody. You're in a huge vehicle— so it's like, I started just kind of, if I'm cooking, I'm like, if I'm in a bad place, I am not gonna make anything because it's just it's not gonna taste right energetically. It's not gonna be good for anybody else. So it's kind of like, just trying to find a way to bring that meditative state into everything. So
2: we'll see. I love what you just said about cooking because I think that's just so um, true. I can taste the love in, mm-hmm. in somebody else's cooking. I know that. I can taste. I know what that is. I know what that's like. Um, But I don't think of it for myself. You know, like when I'm feeding myself, I don't think about that. And that's, I think, pretty critical. So thank you for that insight. And if it's maybe if I'm just not feeling it, maybe that's a good day to, you know, (laughs) children... That's just one of those days, yeah. Where you grab something and go and and uh, you know feed the body, and then you know the spirit maybe later when it's when it hits. Yeah. <laughs> no big pots of stew for me. <laughs> That's brilliant. Thank you. You know I'm gonna think about it every time I cook now. Awesome. I'm glad. Maybe. There'll be no Sad soup in my house. I was like, oh, I can't cook this
3: right now. I have to go realign myself. <laughs> Maybe that's why
1: I'm such a terrible cook.
3: Oh. <laughs> Put, it happy Put it in the hat.
1: Yeah, gotta add the happy in. Add the happy in. Yeah. Get,
0: get like a spice jar and just have like nothing in it and just sprinkle it. I am <laughs> like,
1: oh. <laughs> Put it in Some love. And
2: sunshine. <laughs> well, one of the things I like about being vegan is that, um, especially in this community, I've gotten to know a lot of the people who prepare my food. So I, you know, when I go to uh, a restaurant or something, I, I know the person who's doing that, and I know they're infusing love into it. And, and that has been just really uh, an eye-opening and wonderful experience in being vegan for me. Um, so. I'm loving this whole conversation about how the love goes in. But I truly didn't think about how I infuse love into it. So that's, that's pretty critical. Thank you. Uh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I like, this. I like this line of conversation because I was terrified of spiders. Like, if I saw a spider in my house, I could not go to sleep until it was dead. And I, had, I mean, it had to be dead. It couldn't just be out of sight. And then when I moved to where I am now, on this patch of acreage, there's so many insects. And the house was just literally full of spiders. Not like harmful spiders, but just house spider it'll spin a web and just kind of mind its own business, but I couldn't, like, I could not cope with the spiders, so I was like, ah, this all has to go, and I scrubbed the house, and I took all, killed all the spiders and took down their webs, and the infestation of other insects <laughs> that Aww. took over my house after the spiders were gone, it's like, I kind of knew that spiders ate bugs, but I'm like, how many bugs can one little spider eat, but it was out of balance, clearly out of balance, and just with spiders, kind of being a totem of mine, I I learned n- not to be afraid of them anymore. I'm just like, oh, it's just a spider. It's not going to do anything, you know. Yes, they have venom, but it's not harmful venom. A house spider. I do get wolf spiders in my house. I mean, big ones, like the size of your hand. And I'll just look at them, and I'll be like, oh, I'm like look at that spider. Like you got a nasty bite, don't you? And it. And if I just get my little cup, I have a little plastic cup and a postcard. That's my bug catcher. And I'm like, if you just be cool, I'll be cool. I'm like, I'm just going to take you and put you outside. You're not supposed to be in here. You're a marauding spider. Only the web spinners are going to stay in my house. I was like, you got to go outside. And they're just like, so I'll catch them. They don't even move. They don't twitch. It's like any living thing can kind of sense if you mean it harm or if you don't like I think that's kind of instinctual so I just put them outside and the web spinners I mean there's one that'll be like right above my bed and I'll just look up and I'm like see you in the morning I mean it's funny how you just can let go of things if there's total irrational fear of spiders so I think like the stink bug thing like we usually have a stink bug or two and they just they walk around all day aimlessly (laughs) And then at night, they fly back and forth in the living room from one light to another. And I'm like, if that's what you want to do with your day, then cool, you know. I just, I can't, the only thing I have not found a way to love yet are the house centipedes. I cannot take those things. They're too fast. There was one on my pillow once. (laughs) It had to go. It had to go. So, yeah, I just, yeah. It was it was like a boundary thing for me. I think I had to learn how to live with other beings, but at the same time, you don't have to let yourself be invaded by other beings. You can say, this is not okay, and that's not okay, and like finding a balance, because wildlife where I live will continue to come further and further in and closer and closer and just tear all your shit up. Like, yeah. they, they don't care, you know? So you have to be like, this is my territory, and don't come in here or, you know. So it's kind of interesting living... Where I have been in finding about how to set boundaries with things that don't get, you know, <laughs> don't speak English, you know.
3: Yeah, that was a good thing. She teaches shamanism, and when, um, when I first started realizing and waking up that, you know, everything in the universe has a right to be here, and I didn't want to kill a fly... Um, I asked her, I was like, what do you do when there's a spider or any other kind of unwanted insect or pest or whatever you want to call it? And she said, she, she looks at spiders when they're in her office or in her house. And she goes, Oh, you're not supposed to be here. And she gives herself permission to get rid of it. However she can, you know, and it's going back to what Carissa was saying about boundaries. It's allowing yourself to have boundaries, healthy boundaries, and you don't have to completely sacrifice yourself, you know, for everything. So, you know, that can be a lesson, too. I agree with you.
0: Yeah, I think boundaries are just a constant lesson. Women, just the generational trauma, and you know. It's just this... Instinct to want to be nice or polite Mm -hmm. and just getting over being nice and Being able to say no and let that just be your complete answer and to not have to explain
2: I
1: love love just saying no and That's it (laughs) Good talk
0: Yeah, because to me, the explanation, asking for an explanation is an opportunity for somebody to talk you out of your no, and I'm just like, no, it's a no, and Mm -hmm. moving right along, you know? My neighbor,
1: um... his neighbor (laughs) invaded all kinds of boundaries. I've been like, "Mm." and he disappeared for a while, like I didn't see him for a few months, and he came back. And he came back when um, it, it snowed a couple of weeks ago on like a Wednesday when it snowed like crazy. And I took my shovel and I shoveled down my stairs for me to get out to, to my car. And I came home and the stairs were clear. And there was like salt on them. And I was like, oh, I bet it was him. And a couple of days ago, I was headed to work and he goes, oh, excuse me, um, can I, I, I just want to ask you a question. You know, is it okay if I shovel your stairs when, when uh, it snows? And normally people are like, oh, that's great, and that's a good neighbor, but not with this one. And I was like, I appreciate what you did, but no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, Yeah, yeah, he called the city on my dog. He uh, wrote notes on my house telling me, yeah. So, just like, <laughs> well, I he liked you because he was your He, steps your dog. Uh, yeah, he very passive aggressive very much i I live alone and he's older he's maybe like 70s and i think he sees me as a woman who doesn't know what she's doing because she lives alone and she needs a man around to take care of things for her and i'm like i got this i've been living here eight years by myself i got this don't need you (laughs) no you can't shovel my stairs (laughs) it felt it felt good
0: I think it's even harder to say no to something that seems like it might be a gift or someone's trying to be nice, but it's really veiling this kind of controlling or passive aggressive or invasive behavior. And it's just like, no. And let it be that, you know? You don't have to say, I think you're passive aggressive. And you know, a lot of times people aren't even conscious of that. It's just like, no, thank you.
2: Cast off as, as nice, and then if you don't accept it, if you say no to it, you're the bitch. You're the you're yeah. You're the one. You know why can't you? You know I'm just being nice, but we know that's not, and it's not nice. We know it, and they know it. I think too. Um, but in the moment, in the in the short conversations you have with people, you're setting boundaries with. That's not. Where you usually go with it, but we end up—I end up feeling like you know—I don't care really what you think of me. But I know right now, you know, you're thinking that I'm not a very nice person. When in fact, you know, I am, and I don't care what you think. Good, I don't right? care. It is, isn't it? Just to say, I don't mm-hmm. care. what you, Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what you think of me? It is.
1: Yes. Dun, 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 Honesty.
0: Honesty is what came up. I think just all of you coming and being honest and sharing is what made this awesome. Just, you know, I think a lot of times, especially in spiritual circles, people will show up and be how they think they're supposed to be. And there's something really icky and just fake about that. And just being able to say, I'm struggling with this and this is what I'm experiencing. Or I had this awesome thing happen and I kind of want to tell everybody. You know, it's like just being honest is what starts a real conversation and real communique where we can actually uplift each other instead of pretending to feel better because we talked about happiness or we talked about joy. It's like, what can you embody I guess that's what honesty means to me is embodiment. Where do you act, how are you actually showing up? Sharing how you wanna show up is, is awesome and lets people know what your goals are, but what, what's today look like and feel like is, is a great place to start. And honestly, right now I'm hungry. <laughs>
2: back to what we talked about earlier about being um true to yourself and um shedding the lessons that you know we've had to learn that we've been forced down our throat and being the person that we think we should be that others expect us to be and instead being our honest and true selves and it's not easy it's really not um but it's a a wonderful goal (laughs) find honesty to be
1: freeing because the same reasons like you, your you're true self but I don't have to make up anything in my head and I don't have to put myself out I can just be like mm, this is how I feel about this and that's it and it's freeing for me it's honesty is freedom
3: when I was driving here I said to myself you know I asked spirits to let come through me whatever needs to come through for the highest good of not only myself but everybody and um You know, I shared some pretty personal things here. And if I allow myself to think about it, you know, I I go, you know, but I know I was guided to, because I don't even recall what I said. I just remember a little bit. But I know that being 100% honest like that is the whole purpose of this circle. I mean, why would we take the time to drive here and get together and just be phony you know you know and just to to honor you and putting this together I wouldn't I wouldn't want to do that so in the interest of full disclosure I guess I shared I might have overshared but
2: <laughs> it's all good.
3: wow
0: this has been wonderful thank you for coming I I look forward to seeing what pops up for the next circle and just for all of us as we kind of go back and integrate what all we explored here today. So, with that, let's close. How do we want to close? Let's all pretend to levitate. Oh, no. I'll just close by saying thank thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Till we meet again, trust in the power of your presence because I feel it. We got this. All right, (laughs) good night.